Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 169. It is Thursday, July 16th, 2020. I'm your host, Scott Gumbar, and Outlook is broken and Twitter is hacked. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. All right, happy almost to the end of the weekday. Wherever you're listening to this, if you could like, comment, share, or review, we would greatly appreciate it. Maybe we'll tweet it out or send it in an Outlook email. And if you're in a HIPAA compliant business, please go to Facebook or LinkedIn, type in Get HIPAA Compliance, and join the group. All right, we do have an additional update to add to the Patch Tuesday updates from yesterday that we notified you of. Cisco releases security updates for multiple products. Um, Those products are small business RV, 110W, wireless, and VPN firewall, static default. It's it's to address a static default credential vulnerability. Small business RV, 110W, RV, 130, RV, 130W, and RV, 215W uh, to address a router management interface remote command execution vulnerability. Again, RV110W, RV130, RV130W, RV215W, router authentication bypass vulnerability, RV110W and RV215W, series routers arbitrary code execution vulnerability, and Cisco Prime License Manager privilege escalation vulnerability. So if you're using those products, you have patches available to you, so please update accordingly. And you probably heard, but I'll share anyway, Bleeping Computer reports and most other tech websites reported, Microsoft Outlook is crashing worldwide with 0xc000005 errors. And then there is a how to fix, but I believe a patch was released fairly quickly to fix it. Microsoft is out. Microsoft Outlook is immediately crashing worldwide when users start the application with a 0xc00005 error displayed in the Windows Event Viewer. These crashes started occurring over the last hour, which was, this was reported yesterday around 1.14 p.m. And reports are flooding in from users all over the world now. A lot of people tied it back to the Windows update the previous day. Um... We did update, and I did not experience that exact problem. I did have a few people's Outlook struggle to get started, but they got started and fine after that, so I'm not sure um, if it is tied to the updates or not. Users who examine their application event logs will see an error stating that the Outlook.exe program has crashed with an exception code 0xc000005. Bleeping Computer has confirmed the crashes in a test. As can be seen, there is an image here of the event log entry for it and then the full text entry for it the microsoft 365 status twitter account has tweeted that it is being caused by a new update that they are investigating in the issue and that they are investigating the issue sorry and the incident status message in the microsoft 365 admin center title ex2828604 users experience outlook connection is issues and crashes microsoft suggests users use web and mobile clients until the issue is, re- is resolved now i have clients who will refuse to use the web version or the well they use they all use the mobile version but they refuse to use the web version so you you know they don't want to use the the web version um and I can understand it's not as convenient as using Outlook 
so that's not really a, a great answer and it's not as it's not as easy to to manage outlook through mobile as it is on a desktop or a laptop so anyway in a um how to fix Microsoft Outlook crashes. If Microsoft Outlook is crashing for you, you can resolve the issue by either starting Microsoft Outlook in safe mode or rolling back to a previous version of Microsoft Outlook. Of course, most people won't know how to roll it back. There are instructions here on how to roll it back. It's a, a seven-step process according to this. Um, you're basically reinstalling an older update after disabling the current update. Um, and the other one is to start Outlook in safe mode, but again, not as feasible. <coughs> I do, uh, I, there was supposed to be an update released for this yesterday. I don't know if that has occurred. Uh, there is nothing here in this particular article to indicate that. So we will check back and update as, as, um, as needed. Not to be outdone. On the Hacker News, a new flaw in Zoom could let could have let fraudsters mimic organizations. In a report shared with the Hacker News researchers at cybersecurity firm Checkpoint, today disclosed details of a minor but easy-to-exploit flaw that reported in Zoom, the highly popular and widely used video conferencing software, the latest Zoom flaw, could have allowed attackers to mimic an organization, tricking its employees or business partners into revealing personal or other confidential information so using social engineering tricks. We know social engineering attacks may sound a bit boring, but they're used all the time. But someone used the same to put Twitter on fire last night and when hundreds of high-profile Twitter accounts were hacked, which we're going to talk about shortly, to promote a cryptocurrency scam, all thanks to an employee's compromised internal tooling account. The said vulnerability inside Zoom's customizable URL featured dubbed vanity URL aiming to let companies create a custom URL on a subdomain and branded landing page such as yourcompany.zoom.us where the invitation link to the meeting then looks like https colon slash slash yourcompany.us slash j slash and then random numbers instead of the regular Zoom US URL. Checkpoint team found that due to improper account validation, any meeting ID could have launched using any organization's vanity URL even if the meeting was set up by a separate individual account. The security issues focused on the subdomain functionalities. The researcher said there are several ways to enter meeting containing a subdomain, including using a direct subdomain link containing a meeting ID or using the organization's customized subdomain web UI. So web attackers can exploit this loophole in two ways, attack via direct links and attacking dedicated Zoom web interfaces. So small vulnerability in Zoom that uh, Zoom security team is addressing together with Checkpoint, so be on the lookout for yet another update from Zoom. Um, also on the Hacker News, four dangerous Brazilian banking trojans now trying to rob users worldwide. Cybersecurity researchers on Tuesday detailed as many as four different families of Brazilian banking trojans that have targeted financial institutions in Brazil, Latin America, and Europe. Collectively called the Tetrade by Kaspersky researchers, the Malware families comprise, comprising Guldma, Javali, Malcoz, and Grandorero. I, I can't say it, sorry. It's G-R-A-N-D-O-R-E-I-R-O -E have evolved their capabilities to function as a backdoor and adopt a variety of obfuscation te techniques to hide its malicious activities from software, security software. 
Um, these are examples of yet another Brazilian banking group operation that has decided to expand its attacks abroad, targeting banks in other countries, Kaspersky said in an analysis. The benefit from the fact they benefit from the fact that many banks operating in Brazil also have operations elsewhere in Latin America and Europe, making it easy to extend their attacks against customers of these financial institutions. Both Guldma and Javali employ a multi-stage malware employment process using phishing emails as mechanism to, and uh, so that's why I say social engineering is used so often, is because phishing is social engineering. As a mechanism to distribute the initial payloads, Kaspersky found that Guldma has not only added new features and stealthiness to his campaigns since its origin in 2015, but it has also expanded to, tar to new targets beyond Brazil to attack banking users in Latin America. A new version of the malware, for example, uses compressed email attachments like VBS or LNK as an attack vector to cloak the malicious payloads or an HTML file which executes a piece of JavaScript code to download the file and fetch other modules using legitimate command line tool like Bits Admin. On top of all that, it takes advantage of NTFS alternate data streams to conceal the presence of the downloaded payloads in the target systems and leverages DLL search order hijacking to launch the malware binaries only proceeding further if the environment is free of debugging and virtualization tools. Um, goes on to talk about that these are banking children, so their goal is to steal passwords and Bitcoin wallets. And so, again, phishing emails with email attachments. You should not be clicking on those attachments or any HTML files in your email if it's not expected. All right, the big news of the day yesterday, threat posts, reports, but being reported everywhere. Twitter confirms it was hacked in an unprecedented cryptocurrency scam. The Twitter accounts of Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Joe Biden, Apple, and Uber have been hijacked at the same time to push a cryptocurrency scam in an unprecedented breach of Twitter accounts. Twitter locked down thousands of verified accounts blog belonging to elite Twitter users and high-profile companies Wednesday afternoon in an effort to prevent hackers from perpetrating a massive cryptocurrency scam. The accounts fell victim to a compromise of the company's internal systems by a group of unidentified hackers that managed to gain access to Twitter company tools and secured employee privileges. Late Wednesday, the accounts of Bill Gates, Elon Musk, Apple, and Uber have, and many other high-profile Twitter users fic fell victim to the attack on Twitter's backend. Tweets sent from those hijacked accounts each promoted an advance-free cryptocurrency or advance-fee cryptocurrency scam promising to double the value of Bitcoin currency sent to one specific wallet. This is 100% unprecedented, said Satnam Narang, staff research engineer at Tenable. We have never seen such a large and simultaneous number of Twitter accounts hijacked at the same time, he told ThreatPost. By late Wednesday night, Twitter released a series of tweets explaining the compromised accounts were the result of a social engineering attack. Look at that, social engineering. Again, we detected, we detected what we believe to be a coordinated social engineering attack by people who successfully targeted some of our employees with access to internal systems and tools, the company tweeted. We know they used the access to take control of many highly visible, including verified accounts, and tweet on their behalf. The attacks began around 3 p.m. Eastern Wednesday, according to Narang, and the first targeted accounts at Bitcoin, at Ripple, at Coindesk, at Coinbase, and at Binance. Tweets sent from those hijacked accounts urged followers of those cryptocurrency accounts to visit the website Crypto for Health. We have partnered with Crypto for Health and are giving back 5,000 Bitcoin to to the community, read a typical read a typical tweet. The site 
linked to Bitcoin wallet address. Within hours, the website was taken down, but soon after the site was taken down, a barrage of verified Twitter user accounts began sending out similar messages promoting the same scam. Bill Gates' Twitter account, for example, tweeted, Everyone is asking me to give back, and now is the time of doubling all payments to sent to my Bitcoin address for the next 30 minutes. At the same time, Twitter acknowledged the mass account takeover in a tweet stating, We are aware of a security incident impacting accounts on Twitter. We are investigating and taking steps to fix it. We will update everyone shortly. In a follow-up tweet, the Twitter support team said, You may be unable to tweet or reset your password while we review and address this incident. In an attempt to thwart the scammer's Twitter lockdown, its verified accounts, other efforts were made by digital currency exchange Coinbase, which prevented users to send money to the Bitcoin address. Because the tweets originated from these verified accounts, the chances of users placing their trust in the Crypto for Health website or the purported Bitcoin address is even greater. This is a fast-moving target, and so far over $50,000 has been received by Bitcoin address featured on the Crypto Health for Health website and Elon and Bill Gates tweets. The news agency Bloomberg was reporting at 4.45 p.m. Eastern that Bitcoin address had amassed 12 Bitcoins with worth approximately $110,000. Notable Twitter accounts hijacked include Joe Biden, Kim Kardashian West, Wiz Khalifa, Warren Buffett, Apple, Wendy's, Jeff Bezos, Binance, Barack Obama, and Mike Bloomberg. James Mukogan, Mukigan, a security awareness advocate at No Before and an attack and it said the attack on Twitter could be tied to a third-party access system allowing a hacker to gain access to accounts that th theory along with other plausible explanations of compromised accounts were put to rest when Twitter stated attacks were social engineering based. However, many questions remain on how exactly hackers were able to infiltrate one of the world's largest social media platforms. A much larger concerning notion could be cyber criminals have had access to these accounts or possibly worked their way into Twitter employee account and inevitably worked their way into the Twitter backend's administrative systems, McCougan said. McCougan's theory is bolstered by a report by reporting by Motherboard, who reported late Wednesday hackers convinced a Twitter employee to help them hijack accounts. According to a report, hackers coordinate with Twitter Insider and said and paid them money for the backend access. Screenshots of Twitter account of Binance were supplied to Motherboard reporters by four identified hackers. The screenshots, according to the report, showed hackers controlled an internal Twitter tool used to hijack the accounts. Earlier this year, more than a dozen Twitter accounts of NFL teams were hacked. A self-proclaimed white hat hacker group called Our Mind Security claimed responsibility and used the incident to promote its own cybersecurity services. <coughs> Kevin, by the way, you're not a white hat hacker if you use those methods. Kevin Coleman, Executive Director of National Cybersecurity Alliance, said on Wednesday the size and scope of the account takeovers suggested the account takeovers were tied to an employee's compromised credentials. He said the attack was very likely due to something as simple as an, a Twitter employee falling victim to a phishing attack that then allowed a single bad actor or group broad access into these accounts from the inside. Other platforms should take this as a significant learning experience to ensure a breach to this magnitude doesn't occur again. So potentially could be insider help and insider threats are a real threat. Um, so something to think about in your own business. If it can happen to Twitter, it can happen to anybody. And we do have one small HIPAA breach to report. HIPAA breach impacts 350 Delaware Division of Developmental Disabilities clients. So if 350 means it's not big enough to put on the HIPAA wall of shame. 500 is the limit, is the cutoff. Hundreds of vulnerable Delawareans were impacted 
In a recent Delaware Department of Health and Human's Health and Social Services HIPAA breach, WDEL has confirmed the breach occurred within the D Delaware Division of Developmental Disability Services. Those affected received a letter dated June 29th obtained by WDEL that stated a DDDS provider was working with four University of Delaware students on a senior project that aimed to identify service gaps for recipients using geomapping when private data was divulged. For the purpose of the project, the UD students requested information about the service recipients living within a specific geographic area, as well as basic demographic information such as age range and disability status. In response, a DDS DDDS staff's person sent information via email to four students on April 9th for use in the final project. That information included full names, birth dates, primary diagnosis, and county information the department said should have been de-identified, so it should have been redacted. Director of Communications Jill Friedel confirmed to WDEL that 350 clients were affected by the breach. Social security numbers were blacked out, redacted, and therefore not part of the information share, the letter said. The breach wasn't discovered until the students made their presentation on May 8th via Zoom, which included the protected health data, so potentially shared with a bunch of people. DDDDS, 3Ds, NNS, senior leadership halted the presentation as soon as the personal information was presented. The letter said DDDDS inst instructed the students to delete all files containing the data used in the project, including emails, shared files, and the presentation itself. An investigation into the HIPAA breach is ongoing, but DDDS and a staff member responsible acknowledged their role and has been addressed administratively. No further details were available. The letter urges recipients to place a fraud alert on their credit report, order credit reports, and continue to monitor credit reports out of the abundance of caution, but does not say DHSS or DDDS will take these steps on behalf of its vulnerable clients, as many co companies often do in data breaches, probably because social security numbers were not revealed. We take our role of safeguarding and uh, your personal information seriously. DDDS apologizes for the worry this situation may cause you. Please know we are doing everything we can to ensure it does not happen again, the letter said. Fidel declined to answer further questions on breach or make anyone within the department available for an interview. That is going to do it for today's episode of the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily. So until tomorrow, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay secure.